This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Jersey. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam wants to put her head in the sand. Charlene gets an ominous phone call. And we join the corona conversation while doing our best to drown out the noise. Mm. Hello. Hello. Okay, no, no, no. Before, before I have to know about this ominous <laughs> phone call. I get the, the school principal gets in touch to say... Um, can I come in for a meeting next week uh, to talk with her and the Kwanda Kinetics teacher, which is like a biokineticist program that they that is included in our school fees. And the kids do it weekly. It helps with gross um, and fine motor skills development, balance, all of those important things that kids need, need and core strength and everything. If you think about going to a biokineticist, it is a program yeah. developed for little kids. And so, but that's all it says. It just says, can I come in for this meeting with her and this teacher? I and hate I lo- that. Last year, Josh was at the school and we had the same program but we had no meeting of this kind. So, and I'm a major panicker. I don't know why, but I always have to go to catastrophic thinking. <laughs> Charlene, the panic mechanic. Yes. And here I am like, oh my God, something's wrong. And I tell Reid, he's like, okay, which kid is it? I'm like, well, I don't know. Automatically, I'm like, it must be for Josh. He's like, why? Josh did quantum kinetics last year and we never got called in for this kind of a meeting. So there's got to be a problem with Jess. And I'm like, Fuck. Did Red say that? What did you, was this what you're he, thinking? He didn't say that. He just said, why would it be him? We didn't get called in for him last year. So if it's a standard report back meeting, then this didn't happen last year. Now, now we're getting called in. And the only thing that's different is we now have a second child in the school. So I'm like, it's got to be Jess. She doesn't ride a bo- bike. You know those push bikes yet? She yeah. does not ride them. She doesn't. You know where they get on and they push with their yes. little feet? She does not ride them. I've been trying to encourage her. I'm like, okay, okay, there's something wrong with her balance, maybe. And then I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Um, she doesn't do this. She doesn't do that yet. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe she do, does this wrong. And I'm like running through the things in my mind of what could possibly be wrong. So I decide, screw it. I'm just going to message the teacher and be like, thanks, sure, we will be there. And like, can I just check, should I be worried? And which kid is it for? Because you know me, I'm a panicker, but I'm also assuming that if it was really urgent and there was a major problem, you wouldn't ask me to only be coming in next week for this meeting. Yeah. You'd be wanting to see me this week already. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the teacher's obviously busy. She's the principal of the school. She's got her own kids and... And my kids go to school half day, so I have the whole afternoon to now think about this message while she's at school dealing with kids and teachers and staff and whatever. And so like, she, can you just answer? <laughs> she only manages to answer me like later that evening. I had to have a lie down, Sam. I was like, I had a proper like panic attack until she finally came back and said my mind at ease and it seems to just be a routine feedback session and they'll be reporting on both children because there's quite a lot of technical stuff that they yeah. want to report 
report back on and it might just be like a sea of words for parents to read and be like, what is this cuck? I don't have time to read yeah. this fucking report, you know? And I think in the same way that like in our work and in our daily lives, we're always trying to improve. So do the teachers so and the extramural yes. teachers also so want to be implemented like, a new process yeah. of feedback sessions, which I can appreciate. I'm glad that the school is on top of things, but yeah, did I have a panic? <laughs> It's understandable. I've been there. I think a lot of parents have been there where you just, you you automatically go to like mm. a worst case scenario. Like my kids, my kids are dead. Yes. It's, like it's my kid, there's right? Something my like, there's something wrong and I didn't pick it up. What? Oh, shit. Maybe that's why she's sleeping so bad. Maybe she's got like some problem, but she had her ears tested, so it can't be balanced. They just had ears tested at school. That's a routine. Every year they come, they test the kids' ears. And they said that it was fine, so it's not balanced. So I don't know. Anyway, so we'll see. Listen, I'd love to backtrack because in our Jealous Moms episode, I relayed the story of going to a party. And at this particular party, I remember either we chatted about it on the episode or off um, air. And um, I was worried at the time. Elijah was almost two, I suppose, and there was an 18-month-old there like sending it on the on, on the, the bikes, bike. yes. And I was like, I remember this discussion. Mm, do you remember? Mm, mm. And I was so worried. And now he's chill. He's fine. I have to say, like, he got a bike, a balance bike for his birthday because mm. I think that he didn't ask for it. But I'm just like, it's a good rite of passage. Every kid needs to learn how to ride a bike. These days, we're not doing tricycles anymore. Yes, we're doing balance bikes. So um, I got him a balance bike. He, I have to really encourage him to use it. He's not that keen super yet. keen. Mm. And it's difficult at first. And I think you just get kids that um, are more inclined to use it. And I've always Jess thought, might not be one I've of them. I always thought, okay, she's a girl, so she's not that interested. Because at school, they have like a track yeah. with lots of bikes and in school holidays when it's holiday club they have like bring your bike to school day yes and jess is just like she, jess is not got interested three different bikes in three different sizes that's how much i wanted her to ride this damn bike and she gets on it and she's just like not working mama my bike doesn't work <laughs> because she wants someone to push her elijah looked at me last night and said please come behind me and push my bike. And I was like, no, when you're a grown-ass man, I said this to him, I was like, when you're a grown-up and you're a big like daddy, must I stand behind your car and push you? <laughs> and he got this like cheeky smile and he's like, yes. <laughs> so I think like uh, kids like Elijah and Jess, I, I think some kids really love the bikes. And, and some just don't. Some just don't. Yeah. So it's important to, to calm the fuck down, Charlene, because because not all children are the same. Yes, exactly. So tell oh me why goodness. you're bombing at momming. Oh, I gardened last week. I've been discussing with my therapist that I don't spend enough time outdoors. And so... I decided, well, the truth of the matter is I don't go into my back garden enough because it makes me feel fucking depressed because there's no flowers, there's not enough shade. It's just this like odd patchy grass looking backyard. My husband keeps birds and 
It's not always tidy outside, which drives me nuts. And so, so it's not an inspirational space for yes. you. I mean, there's a park I could go and run and walk in, whatever. But to be honest, in the afternoon, it's too hot to go for a fucking run. So yeah. I don't do that either. So I decided if I don't like the way the garden looks, then change it. So I made a little flower bed and a little little stepping stone decorative corner with some pebbles and Josh helped me to do that I made a little aloe patch garden with some stepping stones and a veggie garden Uh we've started growing some veggies we chose carrots and strawberries and mint coriander and basil so far we have in our garden our veggie garden but I spoke to my gran over the weekend and I believe that it's not the right time of year to be planting it should happen in August. <laughs> That's fine. You've started. <laughs> so just get into the motion. Let me just hope I don't see. kill all these damn plants that I've just bought. But I bought like stuff that was hopefully easy to grow, things that can go in full sun and doesn't need a lot of water. So yeah. <laughs> let's see. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. And I think we want photos. Yes, I, I must. I keep forgetting to take photos. I've been meaning to take a photo and just post it because I was so proud of myself. And to and I did it so neatly as well. well like I, I was so proud of myself. I, I spun like a little um, little string in between the like the carrots in one row and then the next row where the herbs are and then the next row where the tomatoes and strawberries and things will go. I did it very neatly with the little names of the plants stuck into the ground. And it's nice to do with the kids when you get into it. It's it's a little bit like baking because yeah. it's like, this doesn't no. go here. No, that's not how we do it. But we did it like that with this one. Mommy, I'm like, this is a different plant. We don't do it that way. No, but I want to dig more. It doesn't need such a deep hole. It's a bit frustrating, but it's, I did it with the children, yes. <laughs> okay, how are you being a bad mom? What's your bad mom moment? Oh, God, last week was so rushed. I don't know why we had such a crazy week. This week feels the same. And um, I sent the kids off to school, and usually we, like, tag team the two kids. Like, I'll do the hair, Rick will do the teeth, Rick will dress Josh, I'll dress Jess. One will pack the lunch, I'll pack the bags. So we just kind of tag team all the duties in the morning. And we did as we usually did. But for some reason, I thought that Rhett had done the teeth, the brushing of the teeth. And I forgot that I brushed Josh's teeth. And he assumed, okay, you're on the teeth brushing, so cool. I legit sent my daughter to school without brushing her teeth. She went to school not having brushed her teeth in the morning. You're not the first mom, I can How guarantee you. How is that? <laughs> like dental hygiene 101. And, and she still sucks dummies, so she has such funky oh, breath yeah. most days. It's and really yuck. <laughs> it's weird, though. Is she not the kind of kid to be like, mommy, my teeth? No, fuck, Jess doesn't She's care. Like, I the more filthy and disgusting she can be, the better. <laughs> Josh will remind me, not Jess, no. <laughs> okay, well, I don't feel so bad now. You, let's hear it. I'll start I- with my, my bad mom moment, because my bombing at momming's not that groundbreaking right. either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not planting a veggie garden. <laughs> let's hear it. So the groceries got so bad that my husband went <laughs> Well, here's a theory. Like, if you're just tired just of all the responsibility falling on you, that in the and you run out of things in the house, if you want something, go fucking get it yourself. Yeah. So on Sunday, <laughs> groceries don't magically buy themselves, you know. <laughs> I didn't. I felt a bit poorly this weekend, and on Sunday, Ray said, 
You look like shit. Just uh, we'll we'll go out. <laughs> Thanks. I'll, I'll take Elijah out. Um, we'll go grocery just, shopping. And I don't, I I don't think that's ever happened before. That's nice. That it's I've gonna been like, huh? Well, well, since you're in the market for a second kid, and like you mentioned in the previous episode, what you'll see once you get there, when that finally that second kid finally comes along, it's gonna have to happen more because you just won't. Rhett does a lot of grocery shopping since we've had two children because you just no, you, you don't can't. have the capacity anymore. So yeah, Ray went grocery shopping with Elijah. Ooh! So they came back. I had a couple of hours to myself, and they came back. And there was groceries. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? this? Is it's win. like Christmas. Yes. So that's my bad mom moments. I did not feed my family and my husband had to slot in. Well, that's fine. You. He's also part of this that's, family. That's he can his, also feed. Yeah, exactly. He, that's his <laughs> rad dad moment. Nice. Thank you, Ray. My bombing at momming is, as I mentioned, I just felt really poorly. I think I had a, a big week. I was stressed and I... You know when your body just can't You just hit a funk and your body's just like, I'm out. Mm. Physically, I just Mm. couldn't. And Ray had to work on Saturday. And my poor little kid. So we went um, to soccer and then we normally have brunch and whatnot. And then he comes home and sleeps for a good two hours. Mm. So I thought, yes. Looking forward to those two hours. Ray's going to go to work and I will... Nap with him. Nap with him. And... The nap didn't happen. The nap hardly happened. Oh, God. I hate it. Just as I fell asleep, he woke up. Mm. And that was just as Ray left to go to work. Mm. So, my bombing at momming is that I just I managed to play with him. <laughs> I managed to give him some attention yeah, whilst I feeling didn't, like Dave. We didn't watch TV the whole time, we watched it some of the time. And I fed him and we, I sat outside with him. While he showed me how fast like the, his different cars go, and then he created an obstacle course, and he kept trying to get me to do it with him, to do it with him, and I was just like, "My boy, I can't, look, I can't. this is as much as I can give <laughs> at the moment." And I'm really all for like being an energetic mom and yes. like getting involved, but on Saturday I just couldn't. couldn't so do I it. think I'm just going to give myself myself props for just should. Just showing up. Yes, just, just that being there. counts. I'll, that is for sure a bombing at momming moment. You managed. You did it. Yeah. But what you didn't do was tell me uh, why you wanted to put your head in the sand. Oh. Is it because you weren't feeling well? Oh, good. <laughs> Two words, Charlene. Yes. Coronavirus. Oh, well, that's just one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> Either way, uh, whether it's one word or two, I've uh, just wanted the shitstorm to kind of bypass me. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, I honestly just do not have the energy for everything that's going on. I've been in utter denial about it. I Up until this week, I've been just avoiding news reports and um, hysteria around it. But seeing as... Yesterday, I couldn't get toilet paper at my Woolies. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think that it's probably best that we talk about it. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag, Hashtag no judges.
Okay, so coronavirus. Pandemonium. Yeah, like utter just people going insane. And as many people as I know and hear that that say, ugh, I'm not too worried, I'll take all the precautions, like what more can you do? The media, the media, the media. Still, I, you know, you can't find certain things at your local grocery store and people are s- still seem to be in hysterics about it. So I thought I'd do a recap to show how quickly this has affected like our little space, right? Mm. I mean, okay, so last Thursday, the first case in South Africa was announced. It was a man um, that uh, resides in KZN, but he was part of a group that went to Italy and um, he was confirmed positive for the coronavirus and he had a travel partner as well that he was in contact with and he is, as far as I know, based in Joburg or Gating and then on that day later, the wife of the KZN parent, uh, patient also tested positive. Um, so that was three people on Thursday. On Friday, Ray came home with some nose spray, <laughs> um, air immune and some Andalex. Look, I don't want him to sound ridiculous because he, he's been covering it from a sports journal perspective. So yes. he interviewed Saskox, um sports doctor, Yes. Or their, their in-house doctor about, um, because this is very serious if um, athletes get it. I mean, they need to perform. We've got the Olympics coming up. They're traveling happens. all over the world all the time. Yeah, and no matter what, whether it's corona or any other virus or infection, you will pick up something when you travel. So she gave some top tips on on what, um, how to prevent just getting sick during air yes, travel. Yeah. So these were three of the things. It was like a nose spray, but like an um, aller- like a powdered sort of allergy spray that coats your nose with a little film of sorts. Yeah. Yes, and then immune. Those Which I used to take when I travelled on airplanes for work all the time. Yeah, those fizzy tablets, and then Andalex because um, respiratory illness travels so fast, and you get it through your nose and your mouth, mm. that it kind of stops in your throat. So Andalex isn't just for numbing. No, um, it kills throat. the bacteria yeah. in the in the throat. So yes. that all makes sense. And then also like wiping down the surface when you're in a public space, but let's say it's an airplane, like that's a hotbed for any kind of mm, mm. illness or whatever. So just wiping it down. So this is the advice that he got. And I love my husband because <laughs> he's so practical and he's like, Whatever, he's unfazed by all the noise. He's going to listen to this one person. And, and that's he's what like, we're doing. This is what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> and he got the kid-friendly nose spray so that Elijah can use it. And It's so funny because like, Rita kind of did, sorry to interrupt you, but him and I did not exchange words or a conversation. <laughs> In fact, I spoke to you before I spoke to him about it. Yeah. And because we're parents and we do this podcast, and I was just thinking to myself, like, other moms must be thinking about this. So that's how our conversation came about. But I didn't discuss it with him. The next thing I see, Rhett's got like the medical grade hand sanitizer <laughs> out on the counter, one in the car. They're just like everywhere. We always have hand sanitizer because since we've had kids, Rhett's got the birds. So we always have clean hands and clean surfaces and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, and so I just see them more obviously <laughs> in obvious strategic places. And so they're just, just like, like, this is the best we can do. This and is what so we're doing. This is what we're doing now, guys. And they're <laughs> super chill about it. But yeah. us moms, we're like, I'm just like fucking oh. over thinking everything so that was friday ray came home um with all of those things on saturday 
So I happened to be at the disc game and so Elijah has a very treasured kids kids hand wash. Willie's makes like a kiddies mm. hand wash with like I mean it's just it's literally just apricot flavoured with the picture the, on the it picture. is what they love, yeah. And I was like, let me get him get him excited about washing his hands. This mm. is before the pandemonium. This mm. is just so I can have a somewhat healthy child. Yeah, we have to wash our hands. They touch and all kinds of shit. He ran out of it and went to Woolies and to Discam on Saturday and obviously by Saturday, I could not get hold of fucking anything. I was also in disco on Saturday. Entire shelves were emptied out. There was like a couple of fallen over these that medical grade, that pink or that red yes. like hand sanitizer that yes. you get in soap that you get in the hospitals. Yes. That one broken, one's lid had broken off and that was left on the shelf. And nice. I was like... Fuck, should I be buying that even though it's broken? Yeah, I'll just decant it into it. I feel like, what if I don't get any? Yeah. You, <laughs> you're kind of like, am I being stupid? Yes. Yeah. So that was Saturday. By Monday, four more cases of coronavirus were confirmed, um, all linked to the same travel group from Italy, and stocks on the JSE plunged to a four-year low, which that is, is so insane. So not only did China, where it originated, not only did their um, has their economy had to fucking fold and collapse because of the whole thing, but now, I mean, with all of seven cases, look, obviously there's going to be more probably by next week this time, and that when the episode comes out, mm. there will probably be more instances. But, you know, so I'm not saying it's ridiculous, but I'm saying, like, why would our stock exchange, like take such a dip for seven people who have this illness. Like, come on, guys. So, and then you also sent me, I think it was Monday as well. Yes. Um, Capitec. Bedford View. Bedford View and Bedford Centre. bank branch shut down with a sign on the, the doors saying closed down for, like, quarantine. Yeah. And immediately you're like, holy fuck. What? Yeah. But later that day? What uh, came to life? Yeah, open back up, and we're proud to report that the we take the coronavirus very seriously. It was precautionary measure, measures put into place, and the individual in question tested negative for the virus, so it was a flu case. Nice. Someone had the flu. Nice. <laughs> and had corona not been a thing, then that bank wouldn't have closed for a case of the the flu of influenza. Exactly. Um, also that day, Grayston um, Preparatory School here in Sanson closed. One of the teachers was reportedly in contact with the original group from Italy. I think they open uh, today. We're recording now on Wednesday. Mm, yeah. So I think they're back up and running. Yeah, because I think the Department of Health also advised that just take, don't just shut, cl- close up shop, like contact the medical authorities Let's take the correct procedure. And they, they did some deep, so the school did some deep cleaning over those two days. But I think, and I mean, like, I don't want to slam Grayston Prep because I think that they were doing what they thought was best at the time. Yes. But if there was anybody in contact with the teacher, you closed the school and they went out. And now they're at home with their moms going to the shops, going to play dates, doing what? God knows what. Yeah. So in a video I watched or like a news insert that I watched with um, Basic Education Minister Angie Macheja, um, 
that were, she basically said like Hilton College in KwaZulu-Natal also contacted them with a scare and they managed to then systematically comb through each student and test them and and managed to say, okay, there's actually no Which no also risk. then at least factually, every single person is getting tested. And yeah. then you have a definite positive or negative and you can make informed decisions. So like, no judges, but I'm not sure it's right to just be like, well, well we're deep cleaning the school. Let's and we're not just panic. Yeah. That's the thing. As soon as you panic, it just... You lose control of any... Rhett always tells me in any scenario, like... Try to keep a level head because then the answers will come to you. Yes. If you're panicked, your, your judgment is clouded. Everything's clouded. It's and I easier mean, to said than done. Exactly. Because just in this, I mean, not with regard to coronavirus, but like in this past week, I've just been like completely fucking clouded over and in a, a royal mess because of, you know, something that happened yeah. and I'm stressing. And that exactly it. I didn't keep calm. I didn't keep level headed. I didn't go out for a walk. I didn't leave my laptop. I just tried to deal with the mess while I was panicking, while my heart was just like And that pounding. anxiety. There was I with Jesse's teachers saying, or the school teachers saying, I had to panic. Come for a meeting. Oh my God, there's something wrong. Yeah. Just don't panic, Charlene. Yeah. So, um... That was Monday. Mm. <laughs> By Tuesday, I, I've run out of toilet paper. I'm not <laughs> stockpiling. But remember, I haven't bought groceries in a very long time. You see, and my, you should have been buying canned food, toilet paper, and getting ready to time. live in that hole in the ground in your backyard. Oh, <laughs> so Ray kindly sorted out food, but we had run out of hand wash and toilet paper. And now... We can't find any. Who are you people? Like, Reveal yourself. Please share. With, <laughs> can we get some hand wash? Can, like, I, can I, I just, just have like a little Sharing is like, caring. <laughs> like, we still need to poo in this house, you know. <laughs> I, saw, I also saw videos of women in Australia punching each other over toilet paper. Are you joking? No. I, like, I Thankfully, I didn't see those videos. Charlene had like... Fuck. Yeah. She's like, what, what are you doing? What is happening? And then after they had the fist fight, the one woman goes to the other and says... Can I just have some hand sanitizer, please? Just one. Just one. <laughs> That's you and I. Like, can we just have one, <laughs> And then also my uh, friend who lives in Cambridge in the UK, she messaged me to say that she can't get pasta anywhere. What? It's sold out. Because people are buying... Stockpiling like, on groceries. Yeah, on um, your unperishables. Because are they just like staying indoors, shutting all their windows and just like we're not going anywhere? I think they and just assume that the time will come. We don't want to go to public places to have to buy food because that might mean that we will be in contact with someone who has a speck exactly. of snot on their hand that touches me and then gives me this virus. So now I'm going to chat about this in a sec, but I know someone, a close friend of mine, who lives in the city of Wuhan, where it all began. It's ground zero for COVID-19. And, um, yeah, I, like, I'm just thinking she manages to get food. She's been quarantined for going on two months now, and I've been mailing her um, WhatsApp eventually stopped working. Thank you, China. And Oh, boy. Um, so we've been mailing back and forth, um, only a matter of time to see when they can stop Gmail from doing anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been, I was obviously worried about her, like, how much food do you have? And she's like, no, I get food delivered. South Africa, in yeah. Wuhan, where, where it all happens, 
they get shit delivered. So if you don't want to go to the shops when eventually you're going to be quarantined because that's what you believe, where it is at ground zero, they're not panic buying. They're quarantined and they're ordering food in. So just like... (laughs) You know, calm your fucking farm, please. (laughs) (laughs) So also, um, you know, before I chat further about my friend Lara, um, I wanted to say that um, I read this disgusting, well, this post about a disgusting incident on a community group, yeah, um, about how an Asian South African woman was snubbed at Woolworths because of obvious fear-mongering coming to the fore. So apparently the... Security guard was quite aggressive with her in terms of using the hand sanitizer. And what? She also asked um, either an, an, a Woolies employee or someone who was there, like she's also looking for toilet paper, go figure. And they sent her to the other, other side of the shop. Now, she had her like twin kids with her, like they look like toddlers. And um, she, I mean, she's been living here for years and years. She's not even Chinese. Oh my gosh. And she was treated like a leper. And I just thought, well, this is it. This is ridiculous. No, that's not right. So if, and maybe, maybe the security guard would have done that to, to anybody. And maybe she was perceiving this, but you know what? I, I wouldn't put it past uh, a few South Africans to just treat people like fucking lepers just because they look Asian and the coronavirus happens to come from Asia. I mean, and then also, Asia's a big place. Exactly. So, you know, you got to know your like China's Don't from be your Japan's. An idiot. People. Don't be an idiot. It's crazy, right? So, yes, Charlene, madness. what are our thoughts? What are, where are we going with this? Because I think. If anything, that's that's where we can come. What the perspective that we can show is um, how we as parents, yeah, we're seven people at this point, are infected. How are we dealing with this? Because at the end of the day, life goes on, right? Yeah, I mean, a big thing for me was just, can someone just give me the facts straight? I just want to not hear any of the noise anymore. I don't want to be ignorant, but... And I want to be informed, but I'm also not going to hit a crazy panic. I can't help but feel like, should I be panicking? Or is this as ridiculous as it seems? And I kind of feel like, surely there's got to be other parents out there that feel the same. Like, can someone just give it to me straight? Who should I be listening to? And what should I be disregarding? So look, um, it, it is ridiculous. And I would also like those facts. This has really gotten like out of hand But at the end of the day, the World Health Organization has declared COVID-19 a public health emergency. Um, And the last thing I want to do, like we've been saying a lot about how ridiculous people have been and it's not such a big deal. I think that's the the general tone that's that's coming out of this from us. But I I do want to say, you know, it is devastating. It is scary. Mm. I don't want to diminutize the pain and suffering that people have gone through because of this disease. No, not at all. People that have died and my my friend Lara, who, um, I mean, I check in on her as often as I can, probably not often enough. You know, I'm not being the greatest friend, but she... I'm super worried about her Mm. because she hasn't been in human contact for for two months plus. It must be so depressing as well. Yeah. So I don't want to diminutize it. It is a 
a public health emergency and that is mostly because this is a new virus and we don't know what we're dealing with and the world's greatest minds are trying to figure out exactly what we're dealing with. Mm. That said, should we be in such a panic that we're stockpiling toilet paper? I'm not sure. And what's been going around a lot is people comparing um, COVID-19 or the coronavirus with um, a lot of other deadly diseases in our Mm -hmm. country and like hunger as well, like world hunger. And so I came across this information is beautiful post. Um, And look, they do say that they get their facts from the Center for Disease Control um, from the World Health Organization. Um, so, but also take it from where it comes, like it came off social media. But mm. I think it is pretty accurate just in terms of scale. So tuberculosis, there have there are on average, as of ninth, the 9th of March, 2020, um, over 3,000 um, deaths per day. 3,000 people, people are dying because of TB. On average, daily. Yeah. Uh, hepatitis B comes in a close second, to just under 2,500. Pneumonia, just over 2,000. HIV AIDS, um, of course, is still prevalent, and that's 2,000. Um, malaria, 2,000 people, and, and the list goes on. Uh, seasonal flu is right up there with 1,000 people per day passing away from seasonal flu. We've got the rotavirus, uh, the norovirus, whooping cough, typhoid, cholera, meningitis, measles, rabies, yellow fever. Coming down towards the end of the list is coronavirus with 56 uh, deaths per day at the moment. Yeah, and then I suppose those stats you can whittle right down to look at what age group those fatalities exactly. fall in and what category of, of uh, current health they were in or do they fall in in terms of their existing health status when they contracted the virus. So there's a lot of factors that come into play in those statistics. So that 50, what, what was the number? 56. 56, 56 deaths. deaths. 50, yeah, 56 deaths per day. There's a lot of variables also to take into account with that. Sure. So I'm 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 just trying to show the scale. In the greatest here. scale, yeah. So um, coming from Google News now, mentions in the media of these diseases, and I think it's mentioned uh, to date. I might be wrong, but um, some of our most prevalent diseases, um, TB, measles, with a lot of anti-vaxxers coming on board now, measles has flared up in mm. a very big way. Yes. And um, malaria, pneumonia, Ebola virus. Okay, so in the single digits, like 2 million, 3 million, 5 million, um, are mentions of pneumonia, measles, malaria, etc. Then coming up into the double digits, um, Ebola, vi- Ebola virus is at 11 million. Um, MERS, which is Middle East- Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, 23 million. HIV AIDS, 40 million. SARS, 56 million mentions in the media. And this is across all media? This is across all media. Remember, so media now includes social media, which also includes people that are not paid to just put out whatever. Who aren't actually qualified journalists who are... Or news organizations, yeah. Just putting out information. Yeah. Could essentially just be considered hearsay. Yeah. So COVID-19 has been, or the hashtag coronavirus has been um, around for three months now, Mm -hmm. or since December 2019. 
There have been 1.1 billion mentions of it in the media. That is insane. So comparing that to the 56 deaths per day. And the and volume the, of ex, like media exposure this yeah. virus is getting. I'm not surprised that people are stockpiling on toilet paper. I mean, so just, just to put that in perspective, if you do have that little tinge of or a little tweak that maybe I should be panicking more than I am or whatever. Like, there's the scale for you. It's social media has done us an injustice here. That this is, yeah, you're right. It's very, very unfair because, I mean, okay, yeah, we, we can go on and say, like, calm the fuck down, whatever. But the truth of the matter is we need to listen to the authorities and those authorities, we know who they are. Well, the Center for Communicable Diseases and the, yes. the WHO. So, let, like, I want to take moms and be like, look at Ray and look at Rhett. Look at what they're doing. Focus on one person that you're going to listen to, one news agency that you trust. And just and stick just to stick that. Because you're going to do your nothing. We are going to have to drown out the noise, Sam, yeah. because we will lose our minds. And like with anything kid-related, you go to the park, you see what the other moms are doing, and they're like, mine doesn't ride a bike, mine doesn't do this yet. Don't panic. Just focus on the facts. Well, it's like looking at... Um, the facts any, from a credible source. Yeah, from a credible source. It's like, how many parenting apps are there? Yeah. A gazillion. A gazillion. And so when you doctor Google your child's cough to see if it's croup or not, you're going to get different answers across the board. Exactly. Find one credible source, preferably your doctor, and go with that. Mm. Because otherwise, you're going to do your head in. Mm. Another thing for me is, <laughs> all, uh, all people are saying is, what do you do about it? And we're gonna go into, we're gonna get into that from a credible source and not just Sam and Charlene's opinion um, on know, the matter. Doctors <laughs> extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do we know? We know that you need to wash your hands. We know that you need to stop touching your face, and we know that you need to calm the fuck down. Yes. I don't know how different this is to how we should be behaving. Heading Just into flu season. Anyway, exactly. Or all year round. I mean, look at the stats on people who have died of flu. Yeah. Nobody exactly. seems that seasonal. concerned with what should we do be doing about the, the seasonal flu? Yeah. Nobody's that concerned. Why? Because we know enough about seasonal flu to have the right medicines on how to treat it. And I think genuinely the only difference here is that we don't know enough about this virus yet to keep calm. Yeah. It's like, remember when the world was fucking out when gay people came to the fore? <laughs> and now, like in the last 10 years or so, like transgenders become a thing and, and people are accepting it more and everybody's fucking out about that. People are scared of the unknown. Exactly. And, and also with HIV, education. Yes. Educating the population on... Someone with HIV sneezing next to you, you're not going to fall dead on the spot. Like die instantly because you were in contact with a person, and it just opens the world up and society up for discrimination and awful things. Yeah. So all said and done, look, our elderly citizens and those who are immunocompromised, of which there are a lot in our third world country, or or should I say, developing country. Yes. Um, a lot of people are at risk, and so we should take heed and not be stupid. 
um, and not be flippant about it. Exactly. Just like I am considering the families of the people who have died or the, the people who are in quarantine who are, you know, going a bit mental because they haven't been in contact with with other people for two months. Like, it's hard. So and it's a I scary thing. That. It's natural to be scared and worried. So another thing that I've wanted to look into is pregnant women um, and those with newborn babies who might be susceptible to this virus. So I We don't know, yeah. Yeah, so... So I, then in the interest of veering away from the fear-mongering and feeding hysteria from our side, why don't we calmly take a look into some logical answers and solutions for our listeners? Yeah, right. We're no experts. We always say that. So let's bring in those reinforcements. Okay, Charlene, so one thing that has been driving me a bit bonkers amongst everything else is that a lot of South Africans rag a lot on our government yeah. and um, our authorities. And that's, and I'm, look, I'm not saying they're without fault. I'm not saying we're not still a developing nation that has a lot of work to do. But I am saying that we still have a lot of smart people in this country. Exactly. Don't discount the resources we have. So here is a soundbite from the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Um, Dr. Cheryl Cohen is the head for respiratory diseases and meningitis, which is exactly yeah, where... Like, could you have a more credible source? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And she's chatting about whether um, South Africa is equipped to deal with this outbreak. So I think the important uh, thing for your listeners to know, or watchers to know, um, is, is that South Africa is prepared uh, for this virus. So, so South Africa has really been monitoring the situation evolving in China fr from the very start when it was just a small cluster of cases. And we have released uh, guidelines that have been widely distributed to healthcare workers, both uh, in the private sector and in the public sector, to make sure that all healthcare workers are aware of the virus, how do patients present, um, and, and so they'll rapidly pick up any case. Um, and then um, should they identify a possible case, um, healthcare workers have got guidance about um, that, how to isolate the patient so that there's no onward transmission, and then how to take the right samples and transport them to the NICD so that we can confirm the diagnosis. Um, in addition, um, we are screening um, at the ports of entry for, for People coming in uh, with fever and all the staff at the ports of entry are aware of what to do should there be an imported case. A very big thank you to MyHealthTV.com for the soundbite. Here is Professor Cohen again offering her top tips on preventing uh, coronavirus. Look, guys, it's probably nothing you haven't heard before. But coming from an NICD respiratory disease expert... These tips might do something to ease your worried soul. How to prevent uh, the virus? Um, the first thing is uh, wash your hands. I think this is the case for any respiratory virus. Regular hand washing is the best way to prevent any droplet uh, spread disease. Um, and then if you know, there's, it's important if you have a respiratory illness to make sure that you, you sneeze and cough into tissues and dispose of these carefully or that you use your arm, not your hands, 
um, for coughing. There is no vaccine against the virus currently, although there are scientists working to develop uh, the, a vaccine. And then importantly in terms of prevention, um, if you are traveling to China, then it's important to maintain cough and hand hygiene and also to make sure that you don't visit any live animal markets where you could potentially be exposed to the source of the virus. A lot of people do use uh, face masks, especially um, in Asia. The evidence on whether face masks really do reduce your risk of transmission is not clear. It's certainly not harmful to wear a face mask if it makes you feel safer. With little knowledge about the 2019 coronavirus, it is important that you protect yourself from potentially being exposed in the same way as you would during flu season by washing your hands frequently, coughing or sneezing into your sleeve or tissue, and keeping hand sanitizer on hand at all times. Right. Okay, so it's same old, same old. Those, same old, those same old. are the facts that we have known all along. And that has been communicated repeatedly. Yeah. I mean, what else? That, that is all we can do at this point. Yeah. And I love how at the end of it, they, they say the same way you would do to prevent or keep safe during the usual flu season. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure what, what's left to say. No. Wash your hands. <laughs> Don't touch your face so much and stop panicking. Look... That said, one um, huge question for me is what about pregnant women and newborns? And then also our kids. So it's very easy for you and I, Charlene, not to touch our face. I know. Like, <laughs> Jess, I can't. Josh, he's understanding now. But Jess, it, I'm, I mean, it's impossible. I'm trying to teach her to cough into her elbow. Then she looks at her brother and then she coughs, but she coughs like onto her wrist instead of her, her the, the cord, like where your arm bends by your elbow. So it's difficult. Plus, she has temper tantrums. She flops down on the floor in all public places. Like, okay, let me get my hand sanitizer, which I can't fucking buy because I've run out and the shops have run out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Elijah was eating some chips and they fell on the floor at the shops yesterday. And I'm one of those moms that normally... 30 second rule, dude. <laughs> I, I'm like that. So I'm just like, hey, it boosts your immune system. And he's, he's quite, look, fuck... For all my talk, probably we're going to land up and be like deadly ill with coronavirus. No, don't say it. Words carry power. <laughs> don't say it. I'm touching all surfaces made out of wood. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, what one, can I'm you the do? 30 second mom. Mm. I do that. I, so, But then yesterday I'm just like, no. But it's like during the Momo outbreak. Yes. You know, when we were all so scared about Momo coming through to infiltrate our kids' brains last yes, year. exactly. I was also like, okay, let's really monitor what's happening. what's happening on YouTube. And look, I do still keep a close eye, but I'm not half as scared as I was back then. Back then. The that thing is also, I think if you weren't worried and you weren't paying attention to these things, then it would be unnatural because I think it is only natural as a parent to have those concerns. But talking about, you mentioned worried about pregnant women and newborns. And I mean, I don't know, when you look at the statistics, it's mostly affecting the elderly. Right. Yet it says if you have immune deficiency or you are immunocompromised, then you are at risk. And that includes pregnant women. And newborns. Yes. 
So where are the answers? Well, luckily, our friends at the Citizens' Parency Platform have this covered for us. They've done such a phenomenal job in their coverage. And um, they actually answered my question flat out. Coronavirus and pregnancy, the facts. And there was a research paper. There has already been a research paper that um, shows, that speaks about pregnancy um, being a physiological state that predisposes women to viral infection. Um, So over and above the impact of COVID-19 infection on a pregnant woman, um, there are concerns relating to the potential effect on the actual babies that the women are carrying. So from this study... It show they they managed to get hold of nine pregnant women with COVID nineteen, um, and importantly in their third trimester. And of these nine women, I think four or five um, of their babies were born early, not dramatically early. But that there's no sign that that's because of the virus. There's no evidence that it was directly related to the virus. I mean, think about how often how many babies get born early in today's day and age anyway. Okay, so it was four babies. I can confirm that. And um, of those nine babies, there was no fetal death, no neonatal death, or no neonatal um, asphyxiation. And for a... So that shows that if a pregnant woman has the disease, sucks for her, but there is little evidence that this... Okay, there are only nine women that that in these three short months they've been able to um, observe. But... Of those nine women, there was no instance of it affecting, it, yeah, the passing fetus. through the amniotic fluid or the placenta, and impacting on the fetus. Because if that were the case, there would be signs of asphyxia in the babies. Yes. So this preliminary research suggests that the virus cannot be transmitted from an infected mother to the fetus, and there is no risk of vertical transmission via breastfeeding. So those women who happen to have a baby and happen to also have the virus, if that is what you are worried about, then um, unfortunately, should a, and I think this is going to affect very few um, pregnant women, to be honest, like in their third trimester who happen to have, who happen to be sick and give birth mm. while having the, the coronavirus. If it is to happen, the most unfortunate thing is that you will be separated from your child for the first two weeks. Two weeks, so for fourteen days, and that's not just the the incubation period that, that we've spoken about, yes. Charlene. That's the that's just getting over the illness to make sure. Yeah, for two for that whole two weeks is precautionary to make sure that it has entirely been eradicated. So in just the same way, so bacterial infection you treat with um, antibiotics. Mm. Coronavirus is a virus. And so you treat it like you would any viral infection, and that's literally just waiting it out, and that's what this 14-day waiting period is, in the same way that you would if you had flu. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I say, sucks for the mom, but the mom can still breastfeed. Um, The mom can still express express and provide breast breast milk. Provide breast milk to her newborn baby. So... Um, it's not an ideal situation, but, but it's a that's means to an end. It, it keeps everybody safe, yeah. and it is totally survivable. So the facts that we don't have are um, we don't know how this virus affects uh, pregnant women who are in the first and the second trimester. Yes, that we don't know, and that just because it hasn't been around long enough for that research to have been released. But they're working at such a pace 
by next week we could we'll have new statistics and and information exactly so i would suggest uh chatting to your doctor if you are worried about that um it's a it's a valid fear it's if you happen to be natural or, reaction to or be if concerned you, if you have a child with an autoimmune disease um who's a little bit on the weaker side mm. i mean i know someone whose kid um her his immune system is a bit weaker he was born at um sure 26 27 weeks so he was a micro preemie and um you know he he struggles with his immune system now i think he's about he's four years old now and you know i don't know well how do you tackle that so i think she would that would be an extenuating circumstance and she would have to take special precautions for that so if you're in that instance um actually let us know we want we want to know how you're dealing with it yes but there is no so people are just what statistics are coming out for just your regular old joes and and the concerns are mostly for elderly people or people with severe diabetes or people with um severe asthma Mm. but i don't know i if i have to look at my gut and this is going away from science the body does wonderful things and i've seen plenty of my friends pregnant with the actual flu virus and like i say it sucks for them but their babies are fine your body's going to protect your baby first and foremost exactly so yeah also there's no uh, vaccination yet and it, it, look miracles do happen and i think scientists are working fast on it but i'm not sure it's going to hit um before our flu season that vaccination no so, i don't think so either i mean it, it takes time to develop these things yeah so a lot of research and money and time goes into it according to um discovery health um their head of um the center for clinical excellence dr nolu dr nolu tandu Nematswarani, she um as all doctors do these days, encourages everybody to go for their flu shots because not only are we dealing with the seasonal flu, which, as we mentioned, um, you know, takes thousands of people every year um, and will affect us no matter which way you look at it this year. In addition to that, we've also got the threat. So it is a bit of a double whammy and um, she just explains, like, take all the special precautions but then also um, go get your flu vaccine. I think it's going to be available in about two weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Apart f- Again, apart from just wash your hands, yeah. don't touch your face, <laughs> calm the fuck down. Sneeze into your elbow. <laughs> what more can we say? Exactly. So let's dispel some myths here, Charlene. Um you have some information for us on Corona beer. Yeah, interesting. Would would you have guessed that uh, <laughs> social media would have taken such a turn that people are now saying that Corona beer um, will be affected by uh, the coronavirus purely by way of losing sales because of the association of the name? Okay, so... Yeah, Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, so what happened was, um, according to an article here um, on Inc.com, a a survey was conducted by a PR agency, and they released the the results from this uh, survey that they conducted, and then um, CNN tweeted one of the results relating to the coronavirus, which basically stated that 
38% of Americans wouldn't buy Corona beer under any circumstances because of the coronavirus, according to a recent survey, which is this survey that the PR agency conducted. In the same tweet, CNN tweeted say, saying, just to be abundantly clear, there is no link between the virus and the beer. All right. So that just that tweet and that 38% of Americans, because in the survey, they obviously took a sample of Americans, asked them a bunch of questions, and they 38% of that sample came back saying that they wouldn't buy Corona beer. Bear in mind that the sample of Americans that they might have taken for this survey is only a, a number of people that, according to this PR agency, would adequately represent the American population. So, yeah, I mean, how exactly. accurate can can that 38% be? 38% of Americans. Okay, that just in itself to me is ridiculous. But then the company Constellation Brands, this is the company that owns the Corona brand and the, the beverage. They then released a press release um, stating that Constellation Brands beer business continues strong they continue in a strong performance despite unfounded claims about the impact of the COVID-19 virus on its business. They then go on in this press release to say that um, their sales are up by 5% in the US market. Oh, well, there yes. you go. And they have, year on year, they've shown an upward trend of, on the same period of last, uh, over the last year. There is just no reason to suspect that there is any, any dip in sales. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those affected by the terrible virus, and we hope efforts to more fully contain it gain traction soon, said Bill Newlands, the President of Chief Executive Officer at Constellation Brands. It's extremely unfortunate that recent misinformation about the impact of this virus virus on our business has been circulating in traditional and social media without further investigation or validation. So it just goes to show that these claims are simply not true. Someone makes a statement on a survey that was rightfully conducted and yet granted the, the sample from that survey might show 38% of people from their sample that, according to them, represents the American population, said that they will not buy the beer. Yeah. That has absolutely nothing to do with the actual, whether that has actually affected their sales yeah. because their sales is in a 5% incline. Yeah, so don't make the world think that coronavirus... Ugh. Look the, at, listen to me now. Yeah, that the corona has now been impacted dropped. by the coronavirus. That is just an example of how something can <sighs> be blown out of proportion very easily. 38% is factual based on that survey. Based on and based on that sample audience. And who yes. 38% of the people from that sample audience said they wouldn't buy the beer. Not that and doesn't not that mean they wouldn't buy it because of the coronavirus. Exactly. They wouldn't buy it under any circumstances. Well, I don't buy Corona beer. Exactly. And so they go on to say here that it's difficult to say on a global level whether the beer um, sales has been affected because they they don't export. The bulk of their sales comes from the American population. Yes, exactly. And they cannot say whether has it been affected in China. Maybe it's difficult to say. The, the, the sample of, of what they export to those countries is minuscule so it is it's very difficult to say whether it has been affected is it true no it's not true and it just goes to show how information can easily 
be misconstrued and create panic. Yeah. And if you think about the number of, of mentions of hashtag coronavirus in social media that we discussed well, earlier. 1.1 billion as opposed to like millions for any of the other diseases. Look how many people have jumped on the bandwagon so on that silly. scale. A story like this can easily spread and be misconstrued yeah. as truthful. So a company um, whose um, books I'd love to peek into is Dettles. Yes. Um, because Okay, so Dettel, the major supplier of soaps, disinfectants, and cleaning products in South Africa. Obviously, we can't find Dettel products anywhere. One Day Only had a flash sale. So One Day Only uh, for 24 hours gives um, significant discounts on various on certain products. products yeah. And they had a Dettel um, hamper yeah, today. Mm-hmm. And look... The sale goes on at 12 o'clock, but who's awake by then? People would normally yeah. like get to their desks at like First thing in the morning or yeah. the first time you check your mail in the morning at yeah. 7 or 8 so or let's, whatever. Let's say it's seven, 7 or 8. By 9.15, the Dettel products were sold out. <laughs> that said, Dettel has released a statement saying that um, there is really no evidence that their products will combat the coronavirus because... Obviously, they haven't tested their product on the coronavirus. So in their statement, they say, we continue to work with our partners to ensure that we have the latest understanding of the virus and will be testing our product range once health authorities make the strain available. So big ups to Dettol for coming out and being like, whoa, 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 guys. Yeah, like we're not we don't saying. actually, we can't claim to know anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm... And I, I actually saw that first statement on a sponsored post on Instagram, which means Dezel's like, let's just like get the word out. Yeah, we're putting money to putting this message, yeah. putting money towards putting this message out there. And I'm pretty sure that they are coining it right now because of people's hysteria. But just know, guys, like we are not saying that 100% guaranteed. Like, boom. yeah. But also, nobody, not even the World Health Organization, knows enough about this virus to be putting out. Definitive messages like that. Exactly. What the World Health Organization has done, however, and we'll share the link with you guys, is um, there there is such phenomenal information that they've put out in this short period. And one of them is um, advice under advice for the public, Mythbusters. Mm. So um, that it it discusses whether COVID the COVID nineteen virus can be transmitted in areas with hot and human climates, um, and from the evidence so far, it actually shows that it can be transmitted in all areas. All climates. Hot or cold, yeah. Um, it also says that cold, snow, and weather cannot kill the new coronavirus. There's no reason reason to believe that. Taking a hot bath does not prevent oh, God. the coronavirus. So if you thought that, it's not true. Um, so you can go and fact check on yes. this on this platform is so what just, you're saying. Yeah. So talking about how it can be transmitted through mosquito bites or whether you product manufactured in China will carry the virus. Um, wow. Are hand dryers effective in killing the new coronavirus? So those hand dryers in your bathroom, ultraviolet disinfectant lamps, thermal scanners, um basic oh, look at this one. Can spraying alcohol or chlorine over your body kill the new virus? Please don't do that. Don't do that. Like, okay, how about you burn the like epidermis off of your entire body? <laughs> like, sweet. And can pets at home spread the coronavirus? There is no evidence Aye. for that. So, you, you know. 
Also, another thing, because of this pandemonium, there's a lot of resources out there and on the World Health Organization's um, platform in particular about dealing with anxiety in your children Mm. and explaining it properly to them. Mm. So, guys, we'll be sharing as much as we can on this to just try and calm everybody's farms. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, to go and uh, at least there's these types of places where you can, if you hear something and it, it, it raises concern with you, go and check the facts and see whether it is worth being concerned over. Something that has been on my mind, though, is at my estate, we have security access control where we stay. And you have to scan your fingerprint Yes. To get into the complex. So at Prime Media, um, which hosts EWN and um, uh, Highfield Radio Station yes. and, and a bunch of other platforms, um, for people living in that building, for people working in that building, they also clock in using a biometric system. And I think they're doing a way for it with it for now. And Tux as well, um, the University of Pretoria, would also use a biometric system to get in and out. And now they're using the old school way of just swiping your card. Because it is also, I suppose biometric systems were implemented just because of security in this country. And now you're <laughs> and like now six of the one, half a dozen it. of the other. Like, am I going to die of coronavirus or am I going to die because <laughs> some <laughs> awful threatening thief or criminal has entered the building, you so, know? Interestingly, I was at the Kauai yesterday after gym because I'm one of those people who jumps and gets a smoothie straight after super effective <laughs> and um clever they i punched in my pin which is also a hotbed for germs germs and disease and they asked me to please use hand sanitizer for my own protection after touching the keypad mm, that's great and so i've been thinking that our body corporate should just place like some those little things that you put your hand under, sanitize before and after. Well, I think maybe you should suggest it. Okay, one bottom line because we've said so much. Just stick to the facts. Choose one. For me, genuinely, because what I've battled with is drowning out the noise, I need to um, just find one source and stick to that source. And that Cheryl Cohen, uh, Cheryl Cohen, the lady that we uh, whose video we played, yeah. I I find her to be a credible source. And when oh, her, the National Institute yes. for Communicable Diseases, and so when they and the the Minister of Health put out information, then I think I will get that. up in arms. Yeah, about for it. me, definitely, um, without a doubt, the World Health Organization and the our National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Those are the foremost authorities. Those will be the go-to. Guys, join us in drowning out the noise. Yes, yes. Please, we need you to to chat with us if there's any questions and concerns or anything we haven't addressed in this episode about the coronavirus. Or something we got wrong. Or something we got wrong. Or even if you just want to be like, thank the Pope for someone with some sense. We're also <laughs> feeling it. Please, let us hear about it. Please weigh in on our conversations. Um, you can DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast or record one on your phone and hit us up over 
email thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. And guys, life goes on. You're a good mom, you're bombing at mommy, and then you're a bad mom. So we still want to hear about those moments. Yes. Yeah, even if it is you managed to get hold of some hand sanitizer, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know where you're getting your stash from. <laughs> <laughs> so tag us um, in your Facebook or Instagram posts um, or on Twitter. Yes, don't forget about don't forget Twitter. About, we're on Twitter as well. If you're a, yeah. if you're a, a tweeter, then a find twerp. A twerp. Or a t- what, I, I don't, don't know, know what you call <laughs> what you call. If you are a tweeter or a twerp or, or whatever, if you're on Twitter, find us there and also share your thoughts there. Use the hashtags, hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moments. Your support's so important to us. We say this every week. You have no idea. Every like, every love, every comment, every share means the world to us. Your engagement and interaction with us. When you send your voice notes, when you tell us about your bombing at mommings, it's heartwarming. Our sense of community really comes through then and we realize our community is growing every week a little bit more. It's just the best thing in the world. Please, if you haven't yet, um, don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts just so that we are more visible to more people um, or rate us on Facebook as well. And I, I suppose wherever you are listening on whatever, on whatever platform you prefer, um, hit that subscribe button and just give us a rating. Exactly. The more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we'll be for you. And so that's it for this week. Until next time. Keep Keep your your mom mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. Want something a little more personal? Email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.